Hey, man, you ready? Because we're about to start the show. Here we go. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Hey, yo. Yo, man. Oh, no, please. Go ahead. No, please. It's all you. No, no. You no, first. I'm, 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 I'm distracted over here. Hi. Good to see you. Uh, it's Friday. Six hours from now, I'll be taking a nap, I hope. Yeah. Probably not. Um, it is Friday. We are ready for the weekend. Been and ready. Been, we've been ready since Monday for the weekend. Uh, this has been one of those weeks that we will not be sad to see end. But it's been a great week on the show. We have picked up a ton of subscribers this week. We are just merely, I mean, just on the precipice of giving away an Xbox or ooh, whoa, whoa. a PlayStation 5. We are just 460 subs away could happen before the end of the month absolutely will hit the subscribe button we want to give away a playstation 5 to you wherever you are in the world you are eligible to win it is pretty straightforward all you have to do is subscribe to this channel like our video and you are entered to win now if you subscribe to the the channel today who knows what's going to happen you're going to have the best weekend of your life. It's going to be amazing. I hit dingers. Yeah, I mean, you're going to hit dingers all weekend. Yeah. Speaking of which, real quick before we get to sports, the girlfriend over here, the the one you haven't wifed up yet for whatever reason. Right, right. Um, the woman of your dreams has um, COVID. Right. Which we're not allowed to say. Does she have it? No. She tested negative twice. Okay, so what is the... Do you think she has it? The coronavirus. No, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think she has it, no. Do you think she has a thing we're not allowed to talk about that I just said that could get us in lots of trouble? Uh, no. For saying that you get that thing in your arm and you cover your face and stuff? No. No, I don't think she has it, no. So is there going to be any Mac DZ this weekend? Depends how she feels. And some only want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah, I mean, she's fine. <laughs> she, she tested negative, man. Yeah, she's fine. It's you fine. know, so what's the rule on this now? We, I mean, because that thing we're not allowed to talk about that's happened for the last couple of years. Vexes me. Yeah, I'm terribly vexed. Terribly vexed. Um, <laughs> the thing we're not allowed to talk about, you guys aren't able to, you know, share the the. the the, the, the coupling of one souls together because right, right, you're in love and right. stuff, um, you know. Right. So are you guys going to Mac DZ this weekend? Probably not. Uh, depend, uh, depends how she feels. So that what I'm it asking. How she probably not tonight. I don't think tonight we will. So my point is she's in total control. No. Yes. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You're in a drought so you period. Can go to Pound Town. Yeah, you're in a drought period yeah, right at, now. At, at the Yelpatory and, 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 you know, with the girlfriend. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, it, what, what has it been, through. like six weeks? Is that a real question? No. Yes, it's a real question, Kev. <laughs> that is, it's not been six weeks. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Yeah, well, because, you know, we don't get the, I don't have the luxury of living with her. We don't live together yet, so I don't get it, yet. like, every single night. You um, just said yet. Yeah, yet. So this is the one, then? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the direction we're heading, yeah. Wow. So you tell her you love her, and all of a sudden you're ring shopping. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. 
Okay. Didn't start out great, but then we got momentum going. Okay, that works. How you doing, everybody? Good morning to you. Uh, please check out our affiliate links, which are below. Uh, thanks, Cameron. I, Cameron says he got his shirt, and oh, he is go. wearing it proudly. Uh, let's get a picture. Picture. Cameron is a fine friend of ours in South Africa. Sick. This is This is an international show, you know. Uh, speaking of internationals, we'll talk a little live golf. Another unbelievable day of media interviews. Yeah. Uh, for live golf. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got to talk about uh, fast food etiquette. We went to Cafe Rio last night. Dude. And admittedly, dude. there was an incident. Dude. There was an incident. It is not good right now. We had, there was a run in, and it was not good. Don't, no, <laughs> don't play the cough. That's not funny. So we'll talk about that. But I want to start uh, this fine here program uh, by discussing. The Utah Jazz, as we often do Utah. on this fine program, as I adjust my face on the camera. Right. Uh, Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, was hailed as a savior. Right. Has Ryan Smith done a good job as the owner of the Jazz? And Jake, I'm curious, do you trust Ryan Smith to lead this team to a championship? Obviously not. Yeah, I wow. mean, you know, you, there's a lot of proving to do, you know, and this is, I've gone back and forth on this. I think it's great that Ryan is a young guy and, He's, he's shown the ability to make billions of dollars. That's all fine and dandy. But when it gets down to basketball, there's proving to do. Do I believe in Danny Ainge to build a championship caliber team? Yes, I do. Well, the only reason Danny's here is because Ryan brought him in. So, you know, I think what Ryan's done so far has shown me that, you know, yeah, he's trying to go down that path to win a championship. But, but really, when it gets down to brass tacks, when it gets down to them having those conversations that we'll never get access to as far as, Okay, how much money are we willing to spend in the luxury uh, uh, tax space? How much? What are we truly willing to do to win? That's the question that I would ask. And I think Ryan will tell you, well, we're willing to do anything. We're willing to do whatever it takes because that's basically what he's run out in the public eye since he bought the team, that that's the stated goal. I mean, he, he you know, I think it was two, maybe three weeks ago, he goes on this podcast with Andre Iguodala and basically says that, you know, that's the stated goal that, that they're going to, that the goal is to win a championship. And furthermore, you know, he wants to carry the torch for the Miller's legacy into the future, you know? And so he says all the right things, but now it's time to get going. And I think, you know, this summer, as we've talked about so often, you know, and, and we're not really going to get into all the trade stuff today. Cause we've just talked about it at nauseum this week, but I think from Ryan Smith's perspective with the trade stuff and with where the organization is and, and all of that, he has proving to do. I need to see Ryan Smith make, you know, pragmatic, logical moves to make this team better. So we'll see what that looks like. Do I trust him? Not yet. I don't trust him yet. Mm. I it's We're not there yet. I will trust him when I see the Rudy Gobert trade happen. I will trust him when I see a team built that, that puts Donovan Mitchell in a position to become a, a, a top 10 player every single season and not have that be in question. You know, I'll trust him when they get to the Western Conference Finals inside the next two seasons or three seasons. You know, that's when I will trust him. So for me, I just think there's a lot of work to do still uh, for Ryan Smith and, and obviously the front office. So if he gets to a if, – if the Jazz get to the Western Conference Finals, yeah, you feel like that's – yeah, if they That's progress, enough. if if they're if they're progressing, because I think it's unfair to say, hey, he's got to win a championship. 
before I will trust him because so much of that is out of his control. He can only basically if as an owner, your job is to fund the team and to put guys in position to be successful in the front office and on the court. You can't make the ball go in the basket. You can't make the team play good on the floor. But that But would Mark Cuban agree with that? Because I see I absolutely disagree with that. I think I think yes, I want to see progression and I want to see progression now. Yeah. But you win a championship or you don't. And every year, one team is successful in the NBA, and that's it. Mm. And you are either that team or you are trying to be that team. And I think Ryan Smith's stated goal is that they want to win a championship. I, I, and I think that should be your stated goal. The problem is, is they've done nothing in his two years to move in that direction. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe nothing is harsh. You've hired Danny Ainge, which I think was an incredibly important move. Um, but I think... He needs a win, and I know I say this, I feel like, almost every day. Yeah. Ryan Smith and the Utah Jazz need a win. The Jazz need something to feel good about because, frankly, I don't think that they've had a whole lot to feel good about. And and if if our sources are correct, and as soon as the NBA Finals are over, they're going to release these uniforms, and the fan base hates these uniforms. Are people myring? I think you this... That would be a disaster. Yeah, that'd be a problem. I mean, this team, this team needs something to feel good about. And we haven't gotten the promised new TV deal. We haven't seen a new digital presence. I thought, you know, to your point, I thought what you said yesterday on the show was this this interview David Locke did with Danny Ainge mm -hmm. was something new. Yes. They never have historically, never ever done hey here's Danny Ainge sitting down with David Locke so if you go on, on their, the jazz YouTube if you channel. go on their YouTube channel this is really interesting and I would encourage everybody just to go and look at this just to observe and kind of see for yourself instead of just taking our words so if you go on YouTube and not now after the show obviously because don't is the leave best the show. don't please you don't, don't leave, leave the, the show. show that's that's please, that's a really stay. that's a really dumb idea you Idiot. know to leave the show but anyway point is after the show go to the Utah Jazz YouTube channel and what I want you to notice is the type of content that they've historically put out, which is, you know, going to be mostly like they have a little bit of interview stuff from like earlier in the year, like a little bit. But most of it is going to be like game tape or like um, just like easy cut pieces, stuff that's already been recorded that they're just simply taking and uploading to YouTube. Now, this Danny Ainge interview is a little bit different. It's cut from a different cloth, meaning, yes, that, meaning that they were at the practice facility. They were sitting on uh, at center court, and it was a nice set. They did a really nice job of it, in, in, in my opinion. You know, you've got, you've got Danny on the left. You've got David Locke on the right, and David's just asking him questions. Now, I'm not going to pass judgment on David. Obviously, you know, in that type of setting, you're not, you're not going to be asking Danny Ainge some hardcore, you know, curveball-type questions. That's not, that's not what that was, but... What I really appreciated was that they are putting Danny in front of the camera, that they are getting that out to people. What's interesting to me, and I have to go and research it and dig it up, but what what it tells me is since I have to go and do that, they're not either it's one of two things. You're either not working hard to promote that interview that you did that with Danny Ainge, or you just don't want a ton of people to see it currently. So that's what's interesting to me, the mindset behind what they're right. doing, you know? Right. I there has to be more because winning a championship isn't just about putting the ball in the bucket. That's not what goes into winning a championship. Everything behind the scenes 
leadership, money, you have to be well-funded. Um, and to be well-funded, it's it's building a complete organization. Yeah. And I don't believe that Ryan Smith has done that. And I think one of his struggles so far is to understand that owning an NBA franchise is not easy. I think he thought that it, it was about the checkbook and it is anything but the checkbook. Because if you don't have a Danny Ainge in place, if you don't have a TV deal, if you don't have digital presence, if you don't have... You know, we, we've talked to a lot of people lately about social media, digital content that brings fans to the barn. Like yeah. that's the whole deal. And the Jazz, frankly, are not very good at keeping you engaged with the ball club in, in the offseason. They have not been. And under Ryan Smith, they have not improved that. Um, we still have no idea where to watch Jazz games. We still have no idea where to watch Jazz games this coming season. Yep. Like this is... And the problem, I guess, as I see it for the Jazz, this is one of the most important off-seasons in the history of the ball club. Yeah. This summer, right now, is one of the most important summers in the history of the ball club. And we're getting no content. We're getting no social. And then this interview with Danny Ainge shows up. And... They don't promote it. You mm -hmm. don't widely see it. Why do you think it's one of the most important summers? Because you, you are going to lose a significant portion of your fan base if you do not get a better TV deal. If you do not, you know, if you do not get your business house in order, you're going to begin to suffer. Yeah. And again, I know I'm probably making too much of it. If these jerseys are terrible yeah, and the dude. pictures coming out, these jerseys look terrible. Facts. If they are terrible, I'm telling you right now, you're going to lose a significant amount of money on this because it, it, and I'm told that the jerseys, the leaked images are in fact, the jerseys that they're going to release. Those are accurate images depicting the, yeah, they're, those are real images depicting what their jerseys are going to look like this season. And I think this is a huge mistake, but you don't generally see the money and the effort and the time that was put into designing this new stuff just thrown away because the fans hate it. Well, and you know what's really interesting about the jersey thing? Well, two things, actually. So, number one, if you just do, like, a cursory Twitter search for, like, Utah Jazz jerseys, you're going to see some really interesting stuff. You're going to see uh, one Jazz fan or one type of Jazz fan that's going to say, hey, these jerseys suck. Then you're going to see another type of Jazz fan that's going to say, hey, I thought these jerseys sucked, but now I'm seeing renderings of the jersey on – Donovan Mitchell or on Rudy Gobert, and I like it more. And that's really interesting to me as far as the fans are concerned. But then if I take that same concept and I apply it to the Utah Jazz and their marketing department, the thing, if you notice, if you really take a look, what's not happening, you're not seeing, hey, jersey reveal, jersey reveal, jersey reveal. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Like, like they know when they're going to release it. They could have been months ago saying, hey, we've got a jersey reveal coming. It's going to happen. You know, you could have been teasing the fan base for a while now. You know? I think, and it was denied when I asked, a Jazz source, have they delayed the release of the new uniform? Yeah. Because it should have been done already. Right, yeah. They should have done it. My, If they'd have been better in the playoffs, I think they would have done it already. I think they're, and, and I don't know, I, I could be totally wrong. This is a guess. I think their plan was to do it during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, the playoffs were not real long. <laughs> and 
I think they have delayed it. And the fan reaction, I think, helped them make the decision to delay it. And I think Josh Martin, who gave us a $2 tip this morning, appreciate that, says Ryan Smith hasn't given us a reason to trust him. I That's exactly my couldn't point. Couldn't agree more, man. Like, what, yes. what has he done? So far, and that's why I say, like, whether we're talking about jerseys or or development of, of guys on the roster, because, again, this past season was Ryan Smith's season two. Like, I don't want to skip over that. What happened this year, he's, re- like, on some level, I understand that, you know, obviously the current roster wasn't 100% his deal, and but he did sign off on the Rudy Gobert contract. I hope everyone understands that. Like, he did sign off on that. Now, he was very, very early on in his ownership stead. Like, he had just bought the team probably, not probably, was not as knowledgeable about where things are at then as he is now. That said, the reality of the situation, and yes, it's, excuse my language, kind of an asshole thing to say, but if owner of the Utah Jazz is attached to your name and you sign off on a contract, there's no getting around that. I don't care if you knew or didn't have knowledge or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, part of me is like, part of me is like, yeah, like, you know, he wasn't here when, when Dennis Lindsay was here making this team and giving Rudy that contract and doing all that. But at the same time, he's still responsible. But he signed off on Rudy's new, yeah. new deal. But listen, I, it's not even a basketball thing to me. And I, and I want to make this clear, and I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. The basketball stuff is not the primary focus right now, in my opinion. I think it's going to be because you're going to have to make changes. My disappointment in Ryan Smith to date is, one, he's been very difficult to get in touch with. He he has done, he has oddly not done a whole lot of Q&A. Mm-hmm. He has oddly not been readily available. Well, he's done that podcast and he did the presser. That's it. And that's really it. And I'm curious as to why Ryan Smith is doing national podcasts, but I can't get a return phone call, even a no on a media request for him locally. And maybe I, Hey, I get it. We're just some little dude show over here. You know, we got 4,500 subscribers on YouTube. That's all, you know, we do between eight and 10,000, you know, listeners a day. You and know. Hey, that by, by media standards, that's not a lot. We're, we're open to that. We're little guys playing in a big pond. We get it. We certainly, we get that. We know who we are, but you can't even give me a no. You can't even turn me down. Well, and furthermore, I would say even if you ignored us altogether, which they have, but even if you did, like you can't get Ryan Smith on on KSL. You can't, you can't get, get you can't get Ryan Smith to do a to do a sit down with Spence Checkets. You can't get Ryan Smith to do like I would love to see. I I it needs to be on video. You yeah. need to see Ryan Smith talking Utah Jazz basketball. Okay, forget that. Why why have you not gotten a better TV deal? Why have you not gotten a better a better presence, a better content creation machine mm-hmm. rolling at the Jazz? It's great that you're paying Rudy $41 million a year on average, right? But where's the investment into the back end of the of the of the business? That's what I'm waiting for. Ryan Smith is a very good businessman with a very good track record of doing business. Yep. This is an intelligent human being. This is a guy who's invested in this community. This is a guy that I believe can do anything he puts his mind to. And I'm curious, is it that you're underwater? Is it that you don't have the right business people in place? 
because you would think for somebody that has his resume, that has his experience, yeah, Ryan Smith would have won by now. And I don't mean rings. I mean just anything. Like win something. Design an unbelievable uniform. For a guy that is is Utah born and raised, a BYU product, a lifetime jazz fan, black and lime green? Like that's what we're getting out of uniform. Black and yellow, white and yet like guy, what are we doing? Like yeah. where I don't understand this. And that I guess is my my point. I don't understand the direction on the business side. Yeah. Of Utah Jazz basketball. Which is his wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you make a great point. Like, the TV stuff or, like, just – I would just categorize all that side as media. The like, money-making yeah, machine. you know, like, like the wheel that turns to making yes. money when the Jazz aren't on the floor. Yes. I would expect – and maybe, hey, maybe they didn't work on it, like, this past season, and maybe now they are and we'll get one for this coming – like, I would be – dude, I would be, like, shocked – if there wasn't a new TV deal for this coming year, or at a minimum, a deal with YouTube to stream every game. Why? Uh, here's what I'm asking. Why Why do we not have a Utah Jazz television network? Why do we not have your own TV deal? Why is it that, and and I don't want to hear that, well, you're not, you're not the Lakers with Sportsnet. You're not the Knicks with MSG. You're not the Chicago Cubs with the disaster of their TV deal, whatever the F it is. The Yankees. The Yankees and Yes Network. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. You know why I don't want to hear that? Because yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Because if you think you're not the Yankees, guess what? You're not the Yankees. Yeah, you can be the if, Orioles. <laughs> yeah, if you think you're not the Yankees, then you might as well be the Baltimore Orioles. If you think you're not the Lakers... You might as well be the G League Ignite. Well, and furthermore, you can't say you want to win a championship and be the best organization out there and then not believe it. You and know? and I know that this sounds like, you know, weird or, hey, that that's cosmic shit. It's out there. Right. Your mindset has to be that you're the best, baddest big dude on the block. I'm for real. And that's what I want to ask Ryan Smith. That's what I want to talk to Ryan Smith about. Mindset. I want to talk to Ryan Smith about having the mindset that you're the king of the world, that you are the biggest, baddest, best at what you do every single day. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see an organization that's operating like that on the revenue generation side. I don't see an organization that's operating like that on the basketball side. And I want to know why. Yeah. Because if you're the Jazz, you are absolutely facing challenges that – the Lakers, the Knicks, the Yankees, whoever you want to point to, do not have to face. So you got to do it bigger and better than all those guys do. And more do. aggressively. Be, well, Get after it, it. It's not even aggressive. It's intelligence. You have to operate with a with a mindset of of greatness. You have to operate with a mindset of of absolute I the word is domination is what comes to my mind. We are Utah. We are the best in the business. So, of course, we have multimedia. Of course. It, and by the way, by the way, Ryan, you went to BYU. Who does who does multimedia content creation Dude, better than BYU? Nobody. Nobody. Dude. Nobody. Like, you have, you have all the money. You have all the minds. 
You have all the people in the great state of Utah. Yeah. I'm begging you, man. And Ryan Smith is never going to see this. Ryan Smith is never going to sit down with us. But if that ever happens, I'm begging you. I'm begging you to have the mindset that you're an absolute killer, man. Yeah. Let's go. Like, I don't care if you look at the sports landscape in this state. I don't care if you're the Salt Lake Bees, the Utah Grizzlies, or the Utah Jazz. You have to have the mindset that you are the New York Yankees, who I think if that's the perfect example, whether it's Yes Network, whether it's social media, whether it is whatever platform you want to point to. People like BYU and the New York Yankees, this is my gripe with the University of Utah. I don't think they do it well enough. Sorry, with all due respect to ESPN 700, that's not good enough. Yeah. This is what I say about RSL. RSL has the hearts and minds of a very passionate fan base in this town. Yeah. And they don't leverage it. Yeah. They don't leverage it. Now, granted, they're coming out of a very dark period with Deloitte and all of that nonsense. But now Ryan Smith is a is a part owner of the the of RSL, of the club. I want more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. And part of it is, again, my experience, the clubs that I've worked around, watching what the Lakers did with Kobe, watching what the San Francisco Giants do on an everyday basis, SF Giants. Do you understand that the hashtag SF Giants is one of the most successful and powerful hashtags in the history I want more. of professional sports? Yeah. SF Giants is one of the most successful money generating hashtags in the history of hashtags. Why can you not do that with the jazz? Why can you not do that with RSL? Why are you not doing what people like BYU are doing? Yeah. I have to think they're going hey, to. I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I, I understand like, yeah, sure. You're on your soapbox, but I don't think it's, I don't think you're off. Like I think, you know, and I, and we're going to get to comments here in a second, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear a lot of these comments say like, yeah, the Jazz do need a win. Yeah, they do, these uniforms are not looking great. And I'm sure, you know, generally speaking, uniforms always look better once they're on the actual player. Yeah, they absolutely. always look better. But it's not if but they look the city, better. But the city, like, the dark edition uniform they, the, was that's the problem. so See, good. See, that's the problem. You had good jerseys, and yes. now you're going to this, and it's like, all right, well, now we feel like we're in this modern you know, white and gray concept house where it's no, like they're a minimalistic in a, no, jersey. Call it what it is. They're in a black and white motif. That's yeah. where the Utah Jazz are going. You look at the paint job. You look at yeah. – that's where the Jazz are going. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. These uniforms are not it. Yeah. You are not the Brooklyn Nets. These uniforms are not it. And, the, and the, 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 to your point, your uniforms were crispy. They were nice. Like you, ha- you have always had the, the purple, the gold, the green, the na- that navy jersey. Ugh. Iconic. I mean, I want to hit that, man. Yes. Like, that thing was beautiful. Yes. And now we're going to black and lime green. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Uh, why? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't understand it. So, I, I don't know. I think, I just, I just believe that, again, and I don't care what team you are. I, I just think that there is such a small-town mentality to a lot of the the business dealings in in the state of Utah, mm-hmm. and outside of BYU, I just don't. I, I there's so much opportunity. It's not even funny. Like, uh, and I, and how do you tell that story? How do you tell that story? 
I don't know. Yeah, you tell that I story don't know. with a lot of time and a lot of work. And people look, people look at us when we talk about this stuff. People look at us like we're crazy. Well, you know what? You're trying to compare them to the Yankees. No, we're not trying to compare them to the Yankees. Are the Utah Jazz not the well, Yankees of the wait, state? Wait, wait, wait. We're not trying to compare them to the Yankees. We are comparing them to the Yankees. Because how do you become the Lakers? How do you become the Knicks? How do you become BYU? Do you think it's accidental that the, the Church Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the ATM machine that it is? <laughs> Everything they do is deliberate. They're so good at it, they can operate in the background and you won't even notice them. But this is what I say about McDonald's. I say the same thing about McDonald's that I do about the LDS Church. They're real estate companies, man. Yeah. They don't make burgers. Sure, they make burgers, but McDonald's doesn't make burgers for a living. They're a real estate company. Yeah. The LDS church doesn't. They're a real estate company. God bless. What are you talking? Like, if you want to be a bigger, badder mofo, you can't be like, well, we'll never be the Lakers. We'll never, we'll never be Boston. Um. But do you see Boston rolling out? Do you see Boston rolling out blue uniforms? Do you see Boston like rolling out? Well, you know, the Lakers did it so well. Let's go purple and gold for the Boston Celtics. They're white and they're green. Those are their uniforms. Yeah. The Lakers are purple and gold. And on Sunday, what do they do? They always wear white. Yeah, tradition. If you're the Utah Jazz, you got to have the note on your chest. You got to have crispy white. Pur like, where's the purple? Yeah. Like you... You have great uniforms. Be you. Ryan Smith, take my advice on this. Please, I'm begging you. You bought a franchise that's got history and tradition. Don't go trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Don't. These uniforms are going to be tragic. All right. Enough of me, more of you. I know. I get rolling. Uh, Cody Strickland. Good morning. He says, order super combo breakfast burrito from Beto's. Substitute potatoes with fries. Request it to be deep fried, and it's made enchilada style. Tell me what you think. Fat. Jesus. Dude, are you trying to kill us? Like, that sounds not, amazing. Do you, like, do you not want the show to continue? That <laughs> yeah. sounds so hey, hey, good, wait, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yesterday we talked about donuts. Fat. We talked about donuts yesterday on the show. Yeah. Krispy Kreme all summer long is giving you free donuts. When the fresh donut light is on, walk yeah. in, they'll give you a free donut. Yeah. You don't even have to buy one. Yeah. Naturally, we said, well, Long John's and blueberry cake donuts are our favorite. Yeah. So what happened? Uber Eats sent me a text message. Hey, man. Hey, bro. Uber Eats over here, man. We're sending you donuts from the no steamer. Problem. No problem. No problem. Send them over. Let's go. So, A, thanks to the steamer for sending us donuts. Yeah. B, Cody... Guy, that sounds unbelievably good. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Giggity says, happy Friday, everybody. Karen Montemayor says, good morning. <laughs> good morning, that Karen. That still gets me every time. Snooka! I think I'm going to die of a heart attack if I order that burrito. Yeah, I believe you yeah, will. Yeah, dude. Uh, Neville93, Greg Hawkins, what's up? How are you, bud? Uh, major comment, dump. 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 Um, Cody Strickland says, Snooka, at least you'll die happy. Truth. True. But did I die? Um, let's see. Uh, Eric and Riley says, Ryan Smith fired Dennis Lindsay and brought in Danny Ainge. That's a pretty damn good start. Well, unfortunately, he didn't do that his first day on the job, so you got a Rudy Gobert contract. 
Uh, I'll tr- Greg Hawkins says, I'll trust Ryan Smith when I see good results. Things haven't exactly been good since he got in. Disappointing season. Quinn left in the new uniform debacle, etc. I would agree. That's spot on. Eric and Raleigh says, too late. Already switched over to Jazz Channel, LOL. Yeah. Damn Jake. it. Eric also says the Jazz' biggest problem is they play in Salt Lake City in the winter. Um, that I don't think that's the problem. I think the building's full, even in snowstorms. Yeah, so Utahns are not even. Yeah, I think it's pretty remarkable. The support the Jazz have in this town is pretty unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you think about um, when conference is going on. I mean, you have a full house when it's Sunday afternoon. You have a full house. Like fans turn out. Yeah. No matter what. The I Utah mean, Jazz are the ticket in this town most of the year. I agree. Ryan Buckley, what's up? Good to see you. BB says, is Ryan Smith willing to bring out the checkbook that a lot more a lot more than the Millers? He is willing to bring out the checkbook a lot more than the Millers. Yeah, well, you know, listen, I think, I think, oh, man. The day that LHM lost control of this franchise mm-hmm. was a difficult day. His passing changed the trajectory of this team. You got Ty Corbin out of it. Um, you know. Yeah. And look, I, it, Gail was a lot of things. She was not a basketball person. She wasn't. She just was not. And I think that's something you have to recognize, and I think she recognized that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Utah Jazz sold a hell of a lot of cars. The Utah Jazz sold a hell of a lot of movie tickets and popcorn. They did not win a whole lot of games. And I think now the last, you know, two to five years has been one of your more prosperous periods of winning games, especially the last three years. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of winning games in the postseason. So you have that. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, jazz fans used to be insanely passionate, but I've noticed an increasing amount of apathy and delusionment among the fan base. It's hard for me to care because the wheels are spinning and spinning, but going nowhere. Ooh, it's true. Wow. It's true. Greg with the heat. Uh, BB says the Panthers have like behind the scenes stuff and constant interviews. Like we don't get to really see uh, the workout or stuff of any of the coaches and staff, um, the workouts they're doing. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, and I, I again will tell you that if you're a professional sports franchise, like, and this includes BYU and Utah, look at the, the, what is the best content that Utah puts out? I could argue that post-game Utah man singing is the best Utah football content we get from them on a pretty regular basis. Jumping up and down, throwing water and Gatorade everywhere in the locker room. You have all this stuff. Right. But you don't get unbelievable imagery and and touring of the new stadium. You don't get – like when they rebuilt Rice-Eccles and and the end zone and the scoreboard and the locker rooms and – like. I wanted more of that. Like, how do you not do a uh, – and look, I understand they're not HBO. Like, I, I get that there's some limitations maybe. Um, but at the same time, you've also got a ton of resources. So, like, how do you not get a, you know, like a story about, well, what does it mean that you built the new stadium? Like, what goes into that? You know, like, how do you not get, like, even something on new turf or, like, they just re-turf the field the other day or whatever? Like, there are so many opportunities in sports. And, and again, you don't have to be – iconic like the Knicks or the Yankees to do great content. Do you guys remember, and I don't know how many people will remember this, maybe a lot, but do you remember the warehouse and how they how they painted Utah on top of the warehouse and we all donated money to that and we got nothing on that. 
You know, like you got a time lapse, but like that's a really good example of a situation where your alumni and fan base rose up to create something special. That's a, a great example of that. Like, yeah. and I, I think again, we get a lot of that from BYU. We get a lot of that stuff because BYU has BYU TV, BYU radio, BYU but sports station. That. Like, yeah. I, and it just is, it's remarkable to me, the lack of assets that's put into the wave of the future. And the wave of the future is now. Yeah. Like YouTube, TikTok, <clears throat> Instagram, it's not optional anymore. It's not optional to just have somebody with a phone walking up to a player asking them if they prefer mastacholi or ravioli. Yeah. That's not acceptable anymore. I need to see people strapping on pads. I need to see like the just the stuff that you can do in your summer weightlifting programs and your conditioning programs and spring football and I need a hard knock series on the Utah Utes coming out of the Rose Bowl. Like if you look at the Utah Jazz TikTok account, again, and this is a theme across all their channels, and I just want to yes. keep saying this. Their TikTok account is just taking game to like TV footage and repurposing that footage on social media. Now they get views because they're the Utah Jazz, they're a professional basketball organization. But do you know how much opportunity you have by just having a professional videographer walk around with their camera you really think that person couldn't get like really awesome stuff for you whether you're the jazz or Utah or like whatever like that's my point like just like pay one person it like literally just pay one person to walk around during practice and shoot a ton of video stuff and then send all that video to the marketing team you already have. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Like, it's not hard. They're just not doing it. And that's why I say, like, I don't want this conversation to come off as, like, we're, we're torching the organization. But my point just is, like, the, the, the question we asked was, do you trust Ryan Smith? Well, for me personally, not yet. I think there's still a lot of work to do. But within that conversation, I think this media thing, you can look around basically every team in this town outside of BYU – and say, yeah, they're not really doing much. And, and you're in surprising. the NBA. You're in the like, NBA, man. Like, the Jazz should have a, a far better app that does more than sell tickets. I don't understand it. Like, it, it is, if you don't have an app today, and if you are not creating content in that app, you're losing. You're losing. It It, it, is, it is absolutely imperative yeah. that you do that. Um, BB says, uh, I read that one already. Sorry. J- well, comment dump. man, you guys are crazy today. Uh, James Knight says, who gives a fat rats clacker about new jazz uniforms? Meaningless. Oh, they're not meaningless. No, that's absolutely yeah, not, that's true. not true. Uh, I literally had to get a VPN and NBA league pass this year to see the jazz. It was a pain in the ass. The, BB said, and by the way, it just needs <clears throat> to be said. It also needs to be said. And we're not the only ones saying this, that your broadcast on the one stream you're providing, also isn't grade A either. So well, like, that's funny because BB said, I think I speak for everyone in asking, is Holly Rose fired yet? Like, you know Holly what I Rowe. mean? Like, it's Holly Rowe, by the way. Bro, like, as a fan, like, so I have League Pass. He's got League Pass. When you have League Pass, you can get the alternate feed. And that's the one I watch every single game. Yeah, I don't want, I haven't watched a jazz broadcast in. Probably, I maybe watched three or four this entire season. 
because I agree it's bad. Yeah. It's it's unlistenable. And everybody complained about Matt Harpering. The only thing I think listenable, I like Big T, but on TV, the 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 Buckets O'Neal thing is is in again a perfect example of what's wrong. Buckets O'Neal should not be a thing. No, it just should not. And I like Holly Rowe, and her story's great. And I think you needed diversity on the broadcast. You have a white guy, you have a black man, and you have a woman. You have great diversity. They're not very good together. And n- thankfully, not many people are seeing them, <laughs> frankly, because it, it ain't great. Yeah. And I can tell you that Booner and and David Locke, I, I mean, the radio broadcast is far better. And I'm no, I'm not a huge David Locke apologist, but I think David Locke does a decent job representing the, the, the ball club on the radio. Yeah. And I, the TV product is not great. Uh, the jazz are the only thing going in Salt Lake city. They should own that town. Eric says, well, I disagree. Uh, yeah. Come I on. think that I think BYU and Utah own this town. Now the jazz should be number one. They're not. I think fan base wise, BYU is by far the largest fan base. I think that the Utah Utes are probably the most intriguing story um, coming out of a Rose Bowl. I think when we get to fall camp, the the Utes are going to be a massive story. BYU going to the Big 12, massive story. But here's the thing. What's but, the difference between them all? But look at the Utah Jazz. Yeah. The Utah Jazz are a huge story. A massive story right now. And they're just wasting. They're wasting it. They are absolutely – there is never – in my opinion – since since the Stockton Malone NBA Finals teams, yeah, there has not been this much interest in what the Utah Jazz are doing as to as there is right now. As to that, I have never seen it with this much interest. I mean, we this team bowed out of the playoffs in the first round, and our YouTube views, our podcast downloads, our everything are huge right now. I mean, it, it is. Our 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 listenership and the questions, the 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 continued downloading and viewing of our YouTube channel on a daily basis, it, it it's all it's all BYU and Utah Jazz stuff. And it's it right now, the Utah Jazz are are the go-to. If you look at the NBA news cycle, it's tough not to see a Utah Jazz story leading the way. So they got to take advantage of that. All right, let's move through these pretty quick. Uh, James Knight says, image doesn't help you win in the playoffs. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah, it does. Image is it. Do I really have to explain momentum in professional sports? Momentum is everything. It, it is moving in the right direction is everything. Image, what pe- in image essentially means how people see you. That from advertising dollars to marketing deals to corporate sponsorships to the vivid name on the on the building to to how that impacts your ability to pay players and make trades and pay the luxury tax and well, not having a TV deal, not having social revenue, not having streaming deals. I mean, what better example of that locally than BYU? I mean, before Zach Wilson showed up, BYU was 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 in a very different place, and then. Zach Wilson takes you to uh, what an eleven win season, I believe it was, and then Coastal and then, Carolina. Yeah, so, but but my point is, is with Coastal <laughs> happening in that whole situation, you you get you know beat by that team, 
But then Zach goes number one overall, and now you've got this next generation quarter or number two overall, and then you get the next generation. My point is, is that you're building, you're moving forward. Then the Big Twelve happens. Like so, for the Jazz, yeah. you have all these things not happening. Your coach just left. You got bounced from the playoffs. Your jersey reveal is not going well. Like, what's the win? What's the next thing? That's the question. I think the interesting thing is that you cannot you cannot continue to what's the right way to say this? When you look at BYU, the comparison is their ESPN deal. Everybody can watch every BYU game. Cuz it's always on ESPN. Right? The Jazz, you don't know where to watch their games. You can't stream it online. You can't watch it on your TV if you have cable. And again, I'm just telling you why you don't have a Dish or DirecTV is beyond me. I have no idea because it's superior to cable. And I know we have that conversation and that is a that is a probably a different conversation to have. But mm-hmm. I'm just telling you now, there is no reason for us to have to talk about whether or not the Jazz have a TV deal. Yeah. So the way I would put this is, Ryan Smith needs to get his house in order. Yeah. He needs to get his house in order. Yeah. And business-wise, image is everything, man. I'm telling you, you can sit here and tell me that image doesn't win you games. It does. It absolutely wins you games. It gives you the ability to win more games. I'll, I'll tell you that. All right, Cam Harrison says, spot on, Monty. Good morning, guys. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Mm. Cam, what's up, man? Long time no hear from you. Um, Bamba. Exactly. Brett Robbins says, I just think you got to give Ryan Smith time. Old owners didn't want to pay money, so always uh, was just small market. He's had two years. Where's the big win in the last two years? Year one, okay. I totally get that. You're just getting your feet wet. Year two, I mean, your biggest win so far, I would have to say, is Danny Ainge. Yep. I mean, that that felt good. That energized the probably, fan base. Your next win is probably whoever you hire for head coach. Probably. Or the or because I think they're going to make a trade before they hire a coach. I think this coaching search is going to take time. I think it's going to take at least a month. Mm-hmm. And I think the draft is coming and free agency is coming. Mm-hmm. My guess is that their next huge win will not be hiring a coach. It will be trading Rudy Gobert. That would be my guess. Well, that would be my yeah, guess. Whether that's a win or not def- def- depends on what you get, I guess. We'll so, find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Um. Hard-hitting jersey talk. Who cares? James Knight says. You just... You don't get it, dude. You don't get it. You don't get you it, You don't bro. get it. Snuka says, what was wrong with the past jerseys? We're getting rid of those? Yeah, you're getting rid of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're gone forever, but I think on, an, on a nightly basis, like most of the games, you're going to get this new jersey look. You know, this new this new thing that they're rolling out. And I have to agree, like the old setup, I thought was way better. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know, man. It'll be It'll be interesting to see how people react to it. Uh, Eric C says, plot twist, James Knight. Jingles is going to present the new jerseys as he announces his return. Yeah, and he's probably going to have a cup of coffee in his hand too. Somebody should check with the Portland Trailblazers if he's going to return to Utah. Yeah. Uh, image helps you not have guys like Pascal tell your best player in Donovan his problem is he's in Utah. He lottery said that on TV fact. Okay. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Jazz always change jerseys like six, every six years. I want the mountains back. Okay. I'm with that. Frank H. says, whoa. Hey, comment dump. Appreciate you. Um, all right. Moving on because, wow, that's amazing. Uh, let's see. 
Frank H. <laughs> says the new city jersey from 2023 is going to be sick. Apparently, they will be purple like the 80s jersey. But yeah, the white and lime jersey sucks. The black jersey is okay as well. We'll see. And my thing is, we'll is see. I, I, I wish that it feels like they're just making the city edition jersey like a heritage jersey, you know, like just a throwback. And, and I guess I just, I don't know, man. I don't love the whole lime green thing. That just isn't. It's awkward. Yeah, it's weird. We'll see. Maybe they grow on us as they wear them more. We'll see. It would sure help to win a championship in those. They grow on me a little more that way. You can't win a championship in that jersey. Can't. Yeah, I mean, you physically can, but you can't win it. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can't yeah. do that. Uh, Xavier Pena. Wow. Xavier Pena back in the comments. He's brave. Right. He says, first of all, you guys don't understand jazz and who trained Kevin O'Connor. Dennis Lindsay was the problem. At least Ryan Smith brought Danny Ainge to monitor Dennis. Dude, what are you talking, what are you talking about, about? Bro? Monitor Dennis who? Dennis is gone. Dennis Lindsay's been gone. What, I don't understand Xavier, what you're what are you saying, talking dude? about? Uh, I remember someone once told me that if you don't be yourself, then you'll lose who you are. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the Jazz. That's very true. Greg Hawkins says, obviously the solution here is to clone a young John Stockton. Thanks. Okay. Eric C says, I can't eat a donut if it isn't made from scratch by hand. Get machine-made donuts out of here. Yeah. Okay. I've had a handmade donut. Donut purist. Spencer Morgan says, it's so cute that Jake thinks sex becomes more frequent once you live with somebody and or are married to them. <laughs> it doesn't. It, I've been married 30 years. I didn't say it's every night. That's not what I said. No, what you don't understand is, is it every week? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. Jake's like, yeah, it's like three, four times a week. Right? And as you can see, I'm going I mean, through some shit right now. And I mean, like the, the, I'm orally fixated. That continues too, right? Yeah. Good luck with that. Mm. That stops the minute you invest in that engagement ring. Okay. Uh, Eric C says, <laughs> Spencer, I love you, man. I'm so glad to see you. Uh, is, is that not true, Spencer? I assume that too. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, we're Never. just educating the young boys on this right, show, man. You know, right. the support the Jazz get is unbelievable. Well, because uh, in many Utahns' minds, the Jazz are the only pro team in the state. Yeah. They're not, but yeah. Brett Robbins says, the only Utah content you get is once a year on Media Day. Unfortunately. Uh, Big Dog O-Town says, I've had that burrito, uh, and the burrito is the bomb. I had heart palpitations, but worth it. Shout them a bomb, Jesus. Deep fried burritos are amazing. Wait until you guys hear the Cafe Rio story we're going to tell here in like 20 minutes. Dude. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, as a Utah fan, I would love to see the Jazz and the Utes and RSL leveraging their resources like BYU does. Absolutely. Birdman says, Utah needs more content. BYU has content, but it's entry-level stuff. I I don't disagree with that. I, listen, I think every every franchise in this in this state could do far more content stuff than they're doing. They all have the resources for it. They all have the the money and the humans to do it. They just don't. They just don't. And I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I really don't understand yeah. it. And it's something, and again, the Salt Lake Bees, the Utah Grizzlies, the Utah Utes, BYU, the Jazz, Vivint, the biggest players in town, none of them do it. Yeah. None of them do it. And I, I it's terrible. I don't get it. Um, 
James Knight says, you sound very nasally today, Monty. Are you sick or is that your Karen voice? Uh, Xavier Pena says, Frank Layton trained wow. Kevin uh, O'Connor. And when he left, um, they went, Layton's influence went to the Spurs and look at the Jazz new role players. Well, I mean, I think there's I think there's Spurs fingerprints all over the Jazz. Okay, we're getting into rabbit holes on the Spurs. I, yeah. I don't understand what, don't we're, what we're doing. Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, honestly, the Utah Jazz app is pretty pathetic. It's not really an app at all. It, it's not. Birdman says, yes, that TV contract is straight ass. Yeah. Such disrespect for Royce Buckets O'Neal. Excuse me, it's Buckets it's, O'Bench, please. It's ben Buckets O'Bench. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Thank, thank because you. it's garbage. Cody Strickland says, why don't you guys contact the Jazz head of TV operations we and did. see if we did. We did. They don't want to talk to yeah. us. Xavier Pena says, there's no bigger story than the Utes in the top 10 compared to BYU has just been more relevant lately. Well, and I think BYU going to the Big 12 was such a huge orgasm for football fans. Um, <laughs> orgasm's probably a little over the top, but, <laughs> you know. I mean, the payoff was, I mean, the ecstasy that you got the minute that that happened yeah. was unbelievable. It was incredible. And by the way, Kalani had this team winning a ton of games. Yeah! It, right? It all worked together. So, yeah, I don't disagree with that. What a crock. All it does is fill Ryan's already deep pockets on merch. You're James, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't understand, like, what you're – there, the, today is respect, one of those James James Knight yeah, days. Yeah, dude, with all due respect, man. Again, I love you, bro, but you, there are some days where you roll up on the show and you're just you're you're just off your rocker a bit, man. Yeah. Come on. BYU cried when they got left out 10 years ago. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh Birdman says, "Do other NBA teams have streaming deals for local markets?" Yes. If you look at the the and I'll use the Lakers just because I think the Lakers have been on the cutting edge of content creation for over a decade um whether it was the kobe documentaries whether it was i mean and granted they're in hollywood usc is one of the best film television content creation machines in the world usc the university of southern california mm -hmm. um the lakers have every penny leveraged on their on their their content platform um whether it's their their website whether it's sportsnet la uh, inside the Lakers, inside the Dodgers. Like, yeah. I mean, it's all, they're all about it. Yeah, there's a ton. They are all about it. And part of the problem for teams is like actual game streaming is is limited by the contract. But everybody's got local TV deals, well, except the Jazz. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, again, I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan. I have no problem finding Bulls games. I have no f problem finding Bulls content. Part of the problem here is also that there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of people creating content that, and again, I'm not trying to crush the media every day on this show, but like the local media is just brutal in this town. Like nobody creates any compelling, interesting content. Nobody is, you know, like the avalanche of response we got from just calling Rudy Gobert's agent and talking to him and quoting him and like, how did you get his number? Yeah. What do you mean? Like it's Google, bro. <laughs> this is not difficult. You're casual. But people just don't do that. Yeah. And and I I don't understand that. Well, and then you combine that with the lack of quality, you know, 
talk radio or the lack of quality writing or like just a lack of quality overall. And then you get where we are. And talking sports is great. Like I, th- I think they, you know, talking sports does all that kind of stuff, but they could even do more than they do. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not a whole lot of, you're not going to get that because the church owns so much of the media in Salt Lake city that it, I mean, the predominant brand here is KSL and all across their platforms, they're owned by the church. But they're I think controlled part, by the church. See, part of that, in my opinion, is that the only reason to me, it's not even like, yes, the church has a ton of money and yes, they control KSL and they've got a lot of real estate in the, in the state. There's no doubt about that. That said, it's not as though they're unbeatable and they're doing some amazing job. They're, they unbeatable. are beatable. Dude, they're beatable. Oh and furthermore, they're vulnerable and nobody knows it. Nobody sees it. It's because crazy. nobody dares try. Yeah, it. dude. And, and I'm just sitting here saying, just wait, just wait. Someday something will happen in this town where, where somebody will have the balls to either start a new station or a new outlet and things will change. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I, w- I just want more. Yeah. I think all of us as sports fans in Utah are hungry and thirsty. Yeah. We want to be fed. And I just, I don't, the biggest problem is I think the franchises here know, you know, like BYU is different because they have their own thing. Okay. So throw BYU out. But if you look at, look at Utah Ute fans, mm-hmm. you're thirsty right now. Like you're hungry right now. You have, you, you don't get content. The problem is, is Kyle Whittingham going to give anybody that kind of access? Well, it should be the Pac-12 network, but again, what's the Pac-12 network doing besides going out of business right now? Yeah. A whole lot of nothing. Who who locally is going to dedicate time and resources to constantly get shot down by the Utes? That's a big problem. And the Jazz, the Jazz own the media here. They won't like guys like us will never be granted any kind of intimate access to the Utah Jazz. That'll never happen. So for me, I, I just think that there is an odd, very difficult bridge to cross between between the teams and and how much control they want. Yeah. And I think it's a real it's a real thing. If you look at Utah, the only time they really ever do anything, like when's the last time you saw Kyle Whittingham sit down in a chair? and do a serious one-on-one with somebody. When's the last time you saw that? Yeah, I don't know either. You had, in the last calendar year, all the controversy, all the drama, all the pain and the loss that this program went through. All the turmoil. Is Kyle is Kyle retiring? You know, you, you just have all of this, and nobody's telling that story. Yeah. Nobody is sitting down with Kyle Whittingham. I want Ahmad Rashad driving with Michael Jordan down to the Chicago stadium for the NBA finals. I want that with Kyle Whittingham. I want that with Kalani. I I want a one-on-one. I want to know. I want, like, this is what we've talked about with the Jazz. Like, I want a one-on-one sit down with Ryan Smith where I can say, hey, man, what is going on with these jerseys? Yeah. Like, what is, what, what are, what are you doing with a TV deal? Hey, what are you doing with content creation, streaming, an app to to keep jazz fans engaged 24-7, 365? Yeah. What are you doing with that? That's what I want. That's what I need. That's what we're not getting. Yep. So anyway, I don't mean to rail. Eric C says, uh, Utah would be better served getting an MLB team. No, please. 
I would love a baseball team here. Mm-hmm. My God. If if the Cubs or the Padres could just relocate to Salt Lake City, that'd be great. Yeah. Please. Uh, James Knight says, makes me laugh. If you have an opposing take, like, what are you talking about? You don't get it. Guy, because you don't. Like, we, James, there are just some days you show up here and you want to be a contrarian and you want to fight. Uh, we've explained 10 different ways why image and, and streaming and content and availability is handicapping the Jazz right now. And why the jerseys matter so much. And you're like, no, they don't matter. It doesn't matter. It, do- it absolutely matters. Yeah. It's it's critical. And again, just to answer your question about why jerseys matter, when you release a jersey, revenue from that jersey has to be substantial. Yeah. Your your merchandise sales power other initiatives. So, if people are not buying your jersey, you're losing money. If if, if and furthermore, if people in South Carolina are not buying the Jazz jersey. It costs you money. Well, think about, like, if you look at the Suns, the Suns rolled out that black uniform that they wear so much now, where it's got, like, the pixelated orange-purple, you know, vibe across They're dark the jersey. Chest. Yeah, like, like that jersey smashed for them. That jersey was everything. Like, like Valley Proud, Rally the Valley. Like, they did a whole, like, motif on, on New Jersey's, and it was a smashing success. And now, what do you see? They wear those jerseys all the time. And so that's why I'm saying, like, it's it. you can come in here and say, like, again, I, I don't want it to get personal. Like, again, we just talked about on the show yesterday how it doesn't need to get personal. But I have to agree that there are some days where you just roll in and I don't know if you want to fight or if it's you just haven't had your cup of coffee yet or whatever. But but like it, they matter. They absolutely matter to the culture and the fan base and like the momentum of the team. It matters. And, and that's just not in dispute, man. Yeah, and I, I, I think the hard part is is that the business side of the NBA is what determines whether you win or lose. It, it is you have to have money to fund talent. Yeah. And th- right now, right now, the the Jazz are just getting beat by other teams in the league financially. But it doesn't need to stay that way. And so when we talk about things like Rudy Gobert's contract or paying Mike Conley or Ryan Smith's pockets may be deep, but you don't become a billionaire by wasting your billions. You know, like you don't turn millions into billions by wasting your millions. Like there's going to come a point where the guy stops reaching into his pocket if you can't win games. And if if, if he stops reaching into his pocket, you won't win games because you won't have talent, but you won't have talent because you don't have content. Mm-hmm. You don't have merch sales. You don't have, you don't have, you don't have. You, like how, it, as a jazz fan, Tell me right now that you wouldn't sit through a 30-second pre-roll ad to see locker room content, to see, to go behind the scenes, to pull the, the veil back, to see, to see Danny Ainge on the phone. Like, give me inside. Give me, uh, you know, like a, a training camp. Hard knock Hard knock style show on the Rudy Gobert trade. You know you're going to make trades. You know that this is an incredibly historic summer. Give me a camera on Danny Ainge 24-7 talking on a cell phone about trading players. One of the greatest moments that Hard Knocks ever caught in, in its entire history is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick sitting in Bill Belichick's office talking about how they're going to beat Ed Reed in, in their next game. And those two going back and forth in the brilliance of Tom Brady's football mind. 
Those moments, those things are what fans thirst for. That's what they want to see. They want to see Danny the moment that the Rudy Gobert trade gets put through and now we're on to the next thing. They want to see that. I just go back to to the guys that I revered. I go back to Michael Jordan crying on the floor in the locker room when they won that championship. Mm -hmm. I think about the elation of the Chicago Cubs and the story of Anthony Rizzo sticking the ball in his back pocket when he caught the throw from third base from Chris Bryant. I go back to being in the locker room of, you know, USC when they beat Ohio State at the Coliseum and Pete Carroll and his brother hugging and crying when they won that game. I go back to being in the clubhouse with the San Francisco Giants when they won their World Series. And, you know, like you, the cameras being there, the, the, the locker room scenes with Kobe and Shaq, everybody, everybody left. It was quiet. And Kobe and Shaq are sitting in the, the, the locker room at the Staples Center for the Lakers. They have a street a room with a locker for their street clothes and a room where they take their uniforms off and they take their tape off. And, and just seeing Kobe and Shaq talking in front of Kobe's locker with Kobe sitting and Shaq having his hand, and Shaq's hand is massive. <laughs> Shaq having his hand on Kobe's shoulder and like this grip around his collarbone. And them sharing that moment in a very special way after they won a championship was amazing. Being in the moment with LeBron James at his first ever game in Sacramento, where there are, there are thousands of people there. And there's a picture that I'm actually in in that media guide for the, for the Cleveland Cavaliers where... LeBron, who's a kid, he is a kid in this moment, is leaning against a cement post. And there's a hundred, at least, media members just yelling questions at him. And it's an all-time picture. Those moments and thinking through those moments and seeing what happened behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Those are the things that we need. Those are the things that we want. That's why Hard Knocks is so special. Mm -hmm. The moment that you can't, you have to capture it because it's it can't be recreated. Yeah. You can't script Quinn Snyder's phone call to Ryan Smith saying, hey, you know what? I've made the decision that I'm going to resign. I'm no longer going to be the coach of the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. You'll never recreate that moment. Those are the things you have to see. The moment that the moment that you're alone with Kyle Whittingham and his thoughts. When he's talking about Ty Jordan, or when he's when they've they've just they've just lost the Rose Bowl game. And you know there's that moment where the 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 room is quiet. And if you've ever been around professional sports, you know this moment that I'm talking about where 
you've just lost something and you don't know that you'll ever have another chance at it. And it's just quiet. And it, 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 the, the, the silence is quite literally deafening. And you're just, you're just sitting there with, with yourself. That is such a special, powerful moment. And when you capture that moment and it's, you know, it's so special and I don't mean to be so dramatic about it, but that moment is so personal and it's so soulful and it's so painful and it's so powerful. You can't act it. You can't script it, it, but you got to get it. Yeah. You got to have it. And it's so hard to understand that. And it's why, like one of the other things that I'll never forget in my career was 9-11, the morning of 9-11, obviously changed everybody's life. But I worked at Fox Sports in Los Angeles. I worked for Jim Rome at the time. I produced, I was a producer on his TV show. And one of the people that we worked very closely with, this, this woman, Laura Marcus, who was also a talent. She booked talent on that show with us. Um, she's a New Yorker. And we're in LA. We're in Los Angeles. And so I drive in to work, and I'm on the, the Fox television lot. And you park in this garage underground. The garage is now closed. You're not allowed to park there. So, like, we had to park, like, on the street, on the one of the the TV set for NYPD Blue at the time. I think it was. Like my car was just parked on a TV set. And you walk into the building and all of a sudden like they they want to turn your bag inside out. Like I carried a bag with me every day. And they want to turn your bag inside out. And so they dump all your shit on a table. They look at it and then you put it back in your bag and you go upstairs. And you walk into the building. They screen you. You go, you're... There's a big bank of elevators that you walk into and you are, it's so loud in that building right now. You can't hear anything. And it's weird because it's a television studio and it's definitely loud. So you get in the elevator and, it, and the elevator doors close, right? Like, so think about an elevator door closing and all of a sudden it's quiet and the elevator moves and it, you're rising up, right? Like you're going up. And you open the door and it's just incredibly loud again. And so I had to walk down this hallway to get into our offices where we produce this show. And I walk into the door and it's quiet and it's loud in the hallway and the door, you know, the door closes behind you. And so the noise goes away and you're walking into your office and there's just the sound of this person who turns out to be this girl, Laura, sobbing, just hysterically sobbing at her desk. And that sound and the feeling of getting goosebumps from hearing that sound, I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. And it's those kind of moments that happen in sports on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis. This week alone, think about Joe Madden getting fired by the Angels because they lost 12 straight games. Joe Girardi getting fired by the Phillies. or Like, you need cameras in those moments. Anyway. Yeah. I don't mean to just rattle on about shit, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need in this state. That's what we miss. Yeah. We don't have that. Uh, a couple more comments, then we got to move on. Um, Greg Hawkins 
talking to Xavier. Uh, let's see. Xavier Pena says, Utah had a hockey team, Utah Grizzlies. No one cared for them. The Utah Grizzlies are still around, by the way. Yeah. Um, and they just went to the Western Conference Finals. And by the way, they had great crowds for their playoff games. They had like yeah, we were there. 6,800 people in, in at Maverick Center is a pretty good crowd. Um, Eric C says, I barely got into hockey this season, and man, it's way more fun than I thought. Absolutely. Uh, Ruff's official. Good morning to you. Mm -hmm. He says minor league is for hardcore fans. It's different when it's a major league. Yes, it is. Absolutely right. Well, and I think, you know, one of the major differences is resources too. And, but I also think that, you know, again, I, I just keep coming back to this point and, and, and I'm not even trying to be like cold blooded about it, but I just think that whether you're an ECHL hockey team, you're an NHL hockey team, you're an NBA team, whoever you are, it doesn't even matter. Like all it is, is one human being and one camera, and that human being understanding sports and the moments that are coming. It's a camera, a laptop, and a human being. That's, That's what you need. That's it. That's what you need. Uh, Ruff also says, I think NHL would do really well in Utah. I would agree I with totally that. I totally agree with that. Um, the Nye guy says, dudes, come on. If we got a pro hockey or MLB team here, we would power slurp that shiz up like fry sauce covered five we guys fries. We would power slurp that shiz up. Like Five guys' fries covered in fry I, sauce. Dude, what am I even supposed to say to that? Like, what? If we got a hockey team here, I'd cover myself in fry sauce. I mean, I'm sure you would. Lick my own feet. Um, I, man. You know. Uh, Josh Leverett says the PGA is doing a similar thing on Netflix, and the LIV situation will be interesting. Indeed. That's why, like, Drive they to Survive. Put out, if they put out an LIV show on Netflix, I won't watch it. No, I won't. Eat. Well, but if the PGA Tour talks about the LIV if on a PGA Netflix show. If PGA puts out something, I will. Hell yeah. Uh, James Knight says, well aware of the flow on effect. Just don't see how big of an impact it has on the performance of the team in the short term is my point. It has a massive revenue generation is the only way you win in professional sports. Well, and I think the feel of the Period. team, too. Like, if you think about as far as the performance on the floor, if you think about like just in the day to day, like if you if you take the logic of life and just apply it to the team, like when you're well, like for us as an example, it's been a rough week at the Yelpatory. You know, you're not looking forward to going to work. You're not you're not looking forward to like like Donovan and Rudy and Rudy in the locker room situations that we've talked about over the course of the year. You think those guys honestly wanted to roll up to the locker room every single day that they did? No. You know, like, but when you're, when you're positive and, and Hey, we got these new jerseys. They're awesome. Let's put those things on and go to practice. Let's put those things on and, and do this or do that. Like there's excitement. It brings joy to the job, you know? Cause again, for the players, it's a job, man. Like I know it's basketball and it's a child's game. I get it, but it's a job for them. You know, this is what they do in the, in the workplace, in a locker room is just the same way it is in an yes. office setting, dude. There are dynamics at play. There are politics at play. And anything you can do to make that a more positive place to, to show up is going to help. So that's that's why I say, like, if a jersey rollout could be a really positive thing and you had a fire-ass color scheme and everything was awesome and Don could be on Twitter talking about his jersey instead of the Mets black jersey, that'd be nice to see, you know? And I do think that would help them feel more positive heading to the floor. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, James Knight says there's a thing called editor editing Tanner. Uh, and then there was a comment though. Uh, Bob Hyde says, question mark. Hi, Bob. Uh, what's your question? Uh, Greg Hawkins says, uh, you're not wrong about the bees, but I'll be damned if we're going to their games weren't some of the funnest games I've been oh, to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bees games are great. Honestly, bees games are great. Um, let's see. Uh, Josh Leverin says, Ruff's official SLC might be too saturated with two winter sports teams. 
By the way, we also can't handle the influx of population. At some point, we need to stop drinking, you know, the, the Kool-Aid of more people, more people, more people. Bring more people. Bring more buildings. Bring more silicon no. slopes. No. At some point, it's got to stop. Because I don't know if you guys saw the story, and I don't want to get into, you know, climate change. You're an idiot. Uh, but if the, if the Great Salt Lake continues to dry up and it's lost two-thirds of its volume, yeah, if it dries up, Salt Lake City becomes uninhabitable. So at some point, we got to stop bringing human beings here. Um, you know, Brett Robbins says, imagine the good content Rudy could slap out because he goes off in public. Imagine behind the scenes. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'll never forget some cool bees games, Xavier Pena says. Yeah, exactly. man, the bees are, uh, and that's See, what I'm they're saying. They're fun. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, minor league, like ECHL or, or, or minor league baseball. Like, that's a lot – like, and the bees do a decent job, like, as far as when you're at the game, you know? And the cool thing is because they're an Angels affiliate, you get to see guys from time to time. Chris and Bryant like, was just here. Yeah, you know, like, you get to see some guys. And I think that I, – I really think that it, it just comes down to the want to and the thought process, not just thinking about, well, what's it like at the game? But, but again, when I worked at KFAN, there was no better, de no better day than do the morning show – Go to Lucky 13, get a peanut butter burger, go over to the ballpark, watch the game, sit right next to the – Will Smith got kicked out of uh, the Bees game uh, because he was just yelling and screaming at the opposing bullpen. Like the, and just drove the guy crazy. It was amazing. Like, I think you were there for that. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. We had so much fun. In, like, that's what it is. You know, like it, it just sports is supposed to be levity. It's supposed to be something that saves you. Yeah. So make sure you hit like, make sure you hit subscribe. We appreciate you guys being here. All right, real quick. I want to get to this awkward uh, LIV sound from yesterday. Mm -hmm. Again, again, yesterday. Um, and I believe this is Graham McDowell yeah. being asked qu <laughs> an impossible it's, it's, question. It's Graham McDowell and Dustin Johnson sitting at a table. And this reporter just goes in on them. How is that journey helping the women oppressed in Saudi Arabia, the migrant groups, their rights violated, the LGBTQ individuals who are criminalized, the families of the 81 men who are executed in March, and those being bombed in Yemen? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, to I mean... be fair, wait, wait, wait. To be fair, that's a ridiculous question. Is it? It is. But you did take money from people who cut people's heads off. And yeah. you did you did take money, as he asked, you did take money from a government that, you know, tries to murder gay people for being gay. You did, you know, you did take that money. Yeah. So is it really that ridiculous of a question? It is, but should he have to answer it? He should, but did he answer it? I wish I had the ability to be able to have that conversation with you. Um... You know, I think as golfers, if we tried to cure, you know, geopolitical situations in every country in the world that we play golf in, we wouldn't play a lot of golf. Um, it's a really hard question to answer. You know, we're just we're just here to focus on the golf and, and kind of, you know, what it what it does globally for, you know, for you know the role models that these guys are and that we are. And uh, yeah, that's a really hard question to get into. Yeah, I'm sure it is. The problem is the problem with that answer there, Bud is that what golf is doing globally is killing people now. Yeah. 
That's the connection. And I know that that's harsh and cold-blooded, but that's a connection. And the truth is, and wow, I think actually Ruff's official is here for this today. Um, Ruff's official has been so irritated with us talking about this situation. Saudi stooge. Because he's like, oh, well, you guys don't talk about the NBA in China. Well, we have covered that topic on the show. Um, and to Graham McDowell's point, like geopolitical issues around the world, do you think we're saints here in the United States? Because I got news for you. We're tyrants. The United States government for the last thousand years has been tyrants. We haven't really had a government for a thousand years, but um, you know, um, we're not we're not angels or perfect soldiers. I can tell you that right now. Have we committed war crimes? Probably, but we're not talking about the U.S. and we're not talking about China and the NBA. We're talking about the Saudis. Saudi stooge. And the fact that they cut people's heads off because they don't like what you say about them. Yep. And the fact that the Saudis murder people for being LGBTQ. And the fact that the Saudis had a guy removed yesterday from the media the media circle. So um, that situation is interesting because Phil Mickelson, there's a guy named Phil Shipnuck who wrote a book about Phil Mickelson and kind of exposed Phil for being the gambling degenerate guy thing that he is right and or alan shipnuck excuse me um they had him removed yesterday from phil's media availability because phil didn't want him there mm -hmm. that's who we've become so when you deal with the saudis who chopped a guy's head off and cut his body up because they didn't like what he was reporting about them is it really that much of a stretch to see that they re removed a guy that Phil Mickelson doesn't like and doesn't want to talk to him and will avoid him and doesn't want to answer his questions because they're really pointed, pertinent questions. So the Saudis removed him. And by the way, there you go. Last point on this, and then we got to move on because we're out of time. If you're going to talk about this situation, don't get Jamal Khashoggi's name wrong, please. Oh my God! Don't don't refer to Jamal Khashoggi as Josh Khashoggi. It's not his name. The guy's dead. He was murdered. He was assassinated. Can we at least get his damn name right, please? Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, that was ugly. Yeah, there was a local radio show. I'm not going to name him. It's not worth the breath. But there was a local radio show yesterday who referred to Jamal Khashoggi as Josh Khashoggi. That's a problem, bro. That's a problem. Yeah, that was unfortunate. We, we spent a lot of time yesterday shaking our heads at what we heard on the radio. Like, it... The golf thing, I get it. People don't pay attention to golf. They don't understand the live golf situation. If you don't know something, you shouldn't be talking about it because that was really just terrible. Yeah. Uh, why do you, Josh Lovren says, why do you think, um, who do you think will take on the live TV broadcast rights? I don't, I think they're too hot to handle right now. Yeah, can't do it. I, uh, one, live golf is going to have to prove that they can sustain themselves. Um, because I think there's so much negative feedback. There's about 10 PGA professionals who pulled out of the live tour um, and did not sign with them this week because of all the blowback. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if it's sustainable. Well, and I think what's interesting is like from a sustainability standpoint, you have all these guys who are playing, obviously, you know, Phil and McDowell and Dustin Johnson and they're perfectly fine taking the risk that, hey, it may not work out. Like, the league... And again, it probably will, because most of the time when these leagues die off, it's for financial reasons. So, the Saudis have ungodly amounts of money. So, I highly doubt that financially this league is going to fail. 
I think the issue is is that the, will the it risk make of money the, though? Yeah, like will it make money? Will it ever really catch on? Like that type of thing. And and the problem is, and this is why I resonated so much with like what Justin Thomas said about this whole thing. Like guys are gonna make their choice and they're free to do that. My biggest thing here in this whole situation is is that I understand for a lower level golfer who maybe is not a household name, if you signed on this tour to get the money, I, I guess I can respect that because you don't have money. Yeah. But for these guys who are like Phil or Dustin Johnson, Bryson like DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, all these guys who have like won major tournaments and and and, and uh, you know championships and everything, like you've been paid, bro. And that's why I say like you gave up your tour card, the the right. And Dustin Johnson, by the way, is wrong. He's not going to be able to play in in majors because you have to have a tour card to play. In well, the look at look at like, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he lost Rocket Mortgage yesterday. Rocket yeah. Mortgage says we are not philosophically aligned. Yeah, so we can no longer support Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, and I I think when you look at golf, at some point the payday comes to an end. It's yeah. it's it's why like the. Chinese soccer league that they tried, like the Chinese super league that bought all of this talent. It's why that league failed because at some point the money runs out. Yeah. And it's not that you're out of money. It's that you're not making money. And their stream yesterday did not do nearly. They thought they were going to have millions of people watching their stream yesterday. They had tens of thousands of people watching their stream yesterday. <clears throat> yeah. And th that's where the issue comes in. That's where the issue comes in. All right, a couple of comments on this before we get to the debacle that was Cafe Rio yesterday. Um, Cody Strickland says, by the way, Hustle by Adam Sander was amazing. Adam Sandler? People you, are raving about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, everybody's raving about it. Um, wow, there is a lot of people like in a... Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Liv is actually streaming round two right now on YouTube. Don't go, don't turn us out. You don't want to... Yeah, no, you don't man. need it, dude. You stay right here, man. I'm telling uh, you. 38,000 views, LOL, failed. That, that's my point. They they were telling their sponsors that they were going to have millions of views. They got, they got. I, I want to say somebody was saying their peak view yesterday was like 70,000 people. You didn't even get 100,000 people at peak. That's rough. And if it's true that there are 38,000 viewers now, that's rough. Um, Rob's official says, will NBA teams be wearing pride flags during their games in Abu Dhabi? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Why would you expect them to do that? Well, it's a money-making opportunity for the NBA, right? Well, the NBA, again, the NBA is a business. But the NBA, to me, the NBA, I think, learned a very valuable lesson with this situation in China. And I, I think the Chinese market is so incredibly important for the NBA. Yeah. And... They certainly, more morally, I, I think the NBA has got issues. Absolutely. But how many of you are watching this on an iPhone? How many of you are watching this on an Android? Uh, how responsible are you for people killing themselves because they're overworked to make iPhones? At some, at what point thing. do, you know. At, at, this is what people don't don't want to hear. And, and Ruff, I'd be curious to, to know what you think about it, but. But at some point, the issues run too deep to solve them. Like, as an example, all of us, I've got an iPhone 13 Pro Max, top-of-the-line phone or whatever. I've got the newest MacBook. We've got computers for days. We've all got smart, like, the, the technology side of the conversation, at some point, solving those issues comes to an end because there is no solving it. What are you going to do about it? 
That's my question. Are you really going to go back to a Nokia flip phone? I don't think so. I don't think so. The difference, though, with the Live Tour is that you had a clear, concise opportunity to draw a line in the sand. Yes, you and did. Say, and, and that's I'm not even being facetious with the sand reference because it's the Saudis. Like, I'm being serious. You had a chance as a human being for once in your life to say, I'm not going to support people who, frankly, chop people's heads off, dismember bodies, and kill people. I'm not doing that. That's the difference, and that's what no one wants to talk about. You can use pride flags in Abu Dhabi to to try to make your case, but respectfully, man, like it's different. Like I understand in premise it's kind of the same thing, yeah. but in reality and in uh, in in tangible nature, it's different. It is very different, and I think when you it, it, and if you're upset with the NBA, don't watch the NBA. Yeah, it don't. It's why I'm not watching live golf. I I I don't. I think people want to justify and spin things nobody's saying the nba in china or any uh, any any of these leagues nobody is saying that that that's right nobody is saying that that you're wrong because i don't think you're wrong yeah but that's not the conversation we're having and i don't think you can you can create you can compare what the nba is doing in china uh to what live golf is doing with phil mickelson and there's no necessity to do it. That's the, my that's my point. Like we don't need to spin off it. No. I mean that that there is no question that you have an opportunity to draw a line in the sand. You didn't have to go and make that money from murderers. You didn't have to go make that money from the Saudi government. You chose to do business with them. How ungrateful are you as a golf player that that like Phil Mickelson or or Dustin Johnson, any again, any of the top dogs that are playing in the live tournament who have made a ton of money and are multimillionaires, probably hundreds of millions deep at this point. How greedy and ungrateful are you that you left, in my estimation, I think most people's estimation, the top golf tour in the world, the PGA Tour, like the best events, the best courses, everything you could ever want to go and take a couple hundred million from the Saudis. That's my issue. You can't tell me that Phil Mickelson makes the same decision if he wasn't leveraged financially. Yeah. I, I just don't see. Sergio Garcia, different dude. Different guy altogether. Dustin Johnson, same thing as Phil Mickelson. Like, I just, I have, when you make the choice to do business, when you know what they did to Jamal Khashoggi, when you know damn well what the Saudis have done, and I think Ruff was also talking about how Joe Biden's pandering to the Saudis for oil. What does that even matter, dude? Stop spinning. Stop I leaving the topic. I, I don't I, I I can't fathom that we can't compartmentalize these conversations. If you want to have a conversation about the NBA in China, let's do that. If you want to have a conversation about what like one of the other things he was upset about is is we talked about the pride flag situation with the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm -hmm. And I said it was surprising that the Rays handled it as poorly as they did. Mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with somebody saying, hey, because of my religious beliefs, I can't wear a pride flag. Okay, cool. I get that. Is that not what we just had with Kyrie all season? Yeah. Like, hey, man, if you're going to fast because of Ramadan, I totally get that. Yeah. 
But you got to understand that has an impact on your basketball team. You got to understand that there's going to be negative blowback, and you know damn well it's going to happen when you say, hey, Jesus didn't support gay people because that's what the Rays player said. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's going to be blowback for that. And you have every right to stand up for that. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is we won't have open, honest conversations about it. Yeah. That's the issue with it. Yeah. And the issue at Cafe Rio yesterday was not Cafe Rio's fault. Their food is fire. <clears throat> I had three chicken tacos last night with black beans and rice that were amazing. Amazing. The issue was with the customer. And there was an incident. So we walk into Cafe Rio. We spent 20 minutes. No, what do you want? No, what do I want? No, what do you want? You want this? No, I don't want that. Okay, let's get what you want. Okay, I want this. Well, no, I don't want that. Come on, man. So we did the whole argue over dinner. So we settled on Mexican food, which is what we always settle on because that's all we eat in this house. Yeah. Um, and so we decided on Cafe Rio instead of Chipotle, which we eat every day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we went to Cafe Rio. And, of course, I put my mask on because, well, I'm a paranoid MFer and I wear my <laughs> mask everywhere. And, by the way, COVID's not – I can't say that can't word. Can't say that word. My bad. Casual. Um, my bad. Um, so the thing that got us stuck in the arm three times – The and thing coronavirus. Thank you, Chris. Um, is not over. So we're standing in line, and I'm, like, spaced out. I'm the only guy in the entire restaurant, including Dick – I mean, Jake over here, who didn't have the – Mask oh, on. Son of a bitch. I'm the only one that wore a mask. Mm -hmm. We're standing in line and everything's fine. And then a lady sneezed. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> She's way over there. And at Cafe Rio at the district, the line is really tight. Like there's a railing that separates you from somebody else. There's nothing. And there's this lady and her mother with a very young child. Three might, years old. Might maybe. be three years old. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this kid just starts a hacking cough. <coughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm standing as far away from this kid as I can. Yeah. Hacking cough, like. <coughs> yeah, that phlegmy cough. You know. So does the mom take the child and leave? No. But people around her started leaving because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. That several couples that were in line left. So does the mom leave with her kid and let her mother order? No. Not only does she not leave, the mother picks up her hacking child and sets him on her chest with his face hanging over the glass. <laughs> and the kid is just <clears throat> coughing all over the meat, Dude. the beans. Dude. It was, it was repulsive. I almost left. I didn't. I should have left because it was, you know, we're right there, ready to order. Only the person in front of us committed the mortal sin of ordering in person. She had seven orders. Seven orders. Yeah. Did she order ahead of time? No. no. Did she use their app? No. She walks in. With seven orders. Yeah. Took like 20 minutes. So we didn't leave when the kid was hacking all over the food. We didn't leave when the lady ordered seven things. Yeah. It it was one of the worst dinner experiences I've had recently. Yeah. Frustrating sell. Thank God the food was amazing. Don't be that person. 
Don't walk into a fast casual and order like 50 orders of food. Don't do that. Don't Please do that. Please don't. Dude. Please don't. Especially like, at peak. If you want to do that at like 3 o'clock random time in the afternoon, okay, I get it. But not at 6 o'clock on a Thursday night. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Don't. I mean, let's, you, don't, you know. Yeah. It, it's just so inconsiderate. It is. It is so inconsiderate. And I would say the kid coughing thing is way more inconsiderate than ordering 50 things. But, like, the I just Dude. don't understand. My biggest thing, like, I empathize with, with, like, a single mother and her child, right? And it's hot out. Like, okay, you can't leave them in the car. Or it, you'd have to leave them in the car with the car running and the AC on. Okay, I get it. This situation was totally avoidable. Mom and kid could have stayed in the car. Grandma could have gone in. Easy. Grandma could have stayed in the car with the kid. Mom could have gone in. No problem. No problem. Three orders. We see that all the time. Hell, we even order three orders. I mean, that's not that's not any kind of issue. So that's why I'm saying, like, just be more considerate. Like, damn. Yeah, that was annoying. It that like it was. And it, it was cost terrible. them, like you were saying, like, it cost Cafe Rio probably 50, 60 bucks in revenue, probably. You know, you had like probably six, seven people leave. Yeah. It was a gnarly situation. I should have I wanted to leave. But <clears throat> But what? What? Because the alternative was a Mexican pizza, and I didn't want to eat fast food. Um, I didn't want to eat fast food. I didn't want to eat fast food either. Should have gone and gotten a Mexican pizza, though. A dust-up. Yeah. You want to have a dust-up? You want to have a dust-up right now? <laughs> Look, Jack, take it easy. To relax. Idiot. Jerk off. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, good talk. Um, That's it. We got to go. Yeah. Show's over. We'll be back on Monday. Um. Obviously, we'll have the latest on the jazz. Make sure you follow us all weekend long. Watch our videos. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. For this guy right here, you can find Jake, SLC Supercars. Mrs. Monty, for everybody asking, Mrs. Monty will be back next week. I appreciate you asking. She's been out of town on business. My dog is depressed because mom's gone. Yeah, whatever. He needs to grow up. Jack wagon. Uh, so, yeah, have a great weekend. Please be safe. We appreciate every one of you, including you, Ruffs. Including you. We love everybody on this show. Thanks for being here. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.